0: Welcome to the Lights On Show. I'm your host, Jacob Morsett, and this is a podcast where we talk about self-development. In this week's episode, I talk with Cheryl Holsworth, a previous DECA member and a Spanish teacher. And we talk about trusting your gut and the power of leadership. If you enjoy this episode and brings some value to your life, follow me on Twitter at LightsOnTheShow. And please leave a rating on whatever listening service you are on. Hope you guys enjoy.
1: Hi, um, I'm Cheryl Holsworth, and I'm from Washington State. I've been a teacher for the last four years. Um, I currently teach Spanish and I have for the last four years as well, mainly levels one and two, um, which I really, really enjoy. I, um, as an educator, I grew up, um, with my mom being a paraeducator. So I've been kind of around the school system, but, um, never initially wanted to be a teacher. Um, then I went to PLU. I graduated with degrees in biology, uh, Hispanic studies, and then a minor in chemistry. After that, I was kind of like, what am I going to do? I was approached about um, teaching initially. I was like, "Nope, don't want to do it." But I really gave some time to think about it, and um, went through a program, and here I am today. And I absolutely love what I do.
0: That's uh, that's really awesome to hear that you came from a almost a no situation, and you're able to be um, inspired to become a teacher. And that's kind of what I my entire life has been about is being inspired to do something, and then changing my life to fit that. And it's really cool to hear that you are happy about it. So. Um, another experience that you have had in your past is your, your, is your experience with DECA. I would mm-hmm. love to be able to hear kind of your DECA story and what you've been able to do, um, like what you've done in it.
1: So my junior year of high school, kind of similar to what students face now, we had to take a CTE credit. And um, by my junior year, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And the options at my school were kind of limited, but um, a lot of my friends had went through DECA. And they recommended to do DECA. So my junior year, I signed up in it. I started off in intro to marketing, um, which really gave me the opportunity to see what DECA was um, and just see the side of marketing. Um, so I, I was interested in it because a lot of students noted how fun it was. Um, I saw them running the student store, which I thought was super intriguing. Um, And then just through the program, I didn't know very much about DECA, and so it seemed the most interesting and applicable to what I was going to be doing in life. After that, I was approached about being an officer, so I was VP of sales management my senior year.
0: Oh, Um, that's actually really cool. So you were actually part of the DECA officer mm -hmm. um, group. That's actually really cool.
1: Um, so I was an officer, which I learned so much through that experience, like trying Mm -hmm. to manage everything that DECA did. My DECA school, we, or DECA program, we put on school dances and things like that. So I was in charge of all of those things, the sales of it, Mm -hmm. the marketing of it. I worked with a, a really good team, um, as well. I, both, both years I competed in the DECA competitions at regional, um, state and international. At ICDC,
0: yeah, and I remember uh, in previous conversation with you, you did this all with your sister. Mm -hmm. Um, Just curious on how that worked with you guys, because you said that you were a VP, you were part of the state officer. What did your sister do, and how did you guys kind of uh, work together in those aspects?
1: So kind of unique. I as a little background, I have a twin sister, um, and I went to a small school. Mm -hmm. So. There's like one program for one DECA class. And so we always ended up in everything together after that. It was during fourth period. So you can manage the student store as well. Um, So when we signed up, we both have very similar interests. So we actually ended up signing up together. And then due to the schedule and the classes we took, we took a lot of AP. And there was like one period it was offered. Mm -hmm. We ended up in the same class. And so we went through the entire thing together. So when we signed up for competition, we got to choose a partner. And I immediately was like, we work really well together. So we were, um, the first year I remember not really entirely understanding what competition was going to look like, but we went in and we bounced ideas and we were able to kind of, um, really sell what we were working through for our competition.
0: So being that you've had such a, um, elaborate, or is elaborate, the right word, I think it is elaborate, um, experience with DECA. Um, and since I've talked about it so much on the show, I'd love to be able to hear, um, the things specifically that maybe you've learned, because obviously our situations are completely different. I'm in the big school. I wasn't a state officer. I didn't have a twin sister to go kick butt in DECA competitions. So specifically, what are some things that you can point out that you may have learned? And if you'd like to tell the story behind it, I would love to hear that.
1: Of course. Um, I can talk a while about some of my experiences with DECA. I think that's one of the incredible things about the program and what it offers students is that it offers this diverse opportunity to really make each experience your own. So for me, it all started off with the competition um, and the chance really to kind of meet that situation. So for those who don't know DECA, you, um, depending on what um, area you go into, um, my specific area was travel and tourism. We entered it and you have a test portion, which um, I like the studying. I like the learning aspect of that all. And then you have the really fun part, which is the the situational, like the scenario where you are given um, a the scenario. Prompt. The, yeah,
0: the, prompt, the, the role play.
1: The role play. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. And you have to come up with um, a solution or some sort of marketing thing. So as travel and tourism, I still remember to this day what my sister and I did. We did um, a scenario where we had to help an airline um, advertised to a younger audience and my sister and I just kind of, we were able to really sell it. We, from all of our different backgrounds, we used some like stats and some statistics and some numbers to really sell stuff. Um, Things we had learned in our classes, the intro to marketing and the way that we studied and interacted with um, businesses throughout our program um, as well. And just kind of what different businesses had mentioned in our community So from that and that experience of really being able to to have fun in a a professional format and really kind of prove yourself was amazing. My senior year, I did a more of a volunteer project where it was called Santa's Helpers and we stood outside Safeway for hours asking for food. We brought in our the entire classroom was filled with food and then we would distribute it to families in need. And we we serviced more than 20 families that year.
0: That's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. Um and so through that program and just the volunteer aspect of Deca as well was um inspirational and it kind of led me to continue and set up a, a foundation for other pro- or other officers as they continued through and um I know my um my Deca advisor still reaches out now to to host or to do mock competitions to be um someone who helps out there as well.
0: Absolutely. So um, I noticed how you said that initially you didn 't really want to really become a teacher from hearing that story and like helping others with the family food drive. I would almost say that that when the time came almost Im- helped to i would say influence or inspire you to become a teacher am i right
1: yeah there's definitely an influence there and a factor when when you get to put yourself in a position of serving others yeah and that type of service that um, is resembled in through teaching as well
0: yeah so um but um I still think you kind of like narrow edged around the question like specifically probably um (laughs) so like I remember some of the things I talk about and that's actually I mean I'm not discrediting you that was a great story um and really cool to be able to hear um like the volunteer work and how that translated over but um for example I talk about in some of my episodes I learned um almost the hard way on faking it till you make it and then describe the situation within um, my experience. So if you could maybe pinpoint a specific thing that you learned in your deck of competitions, even if it's like, let's say, um, you got a better connection with your sister and then that taught you the true importance of family. I would just like to be be able to hear what you have to say about that type of, um, just like specific pinpoint lessons that you were able to learn.
1: Um, a couple, so I can think of two things right off the bat for things that I learned. Um, the first thing that I credit DECA to is for taking chances. So the first time I ever flew on an airplane was to the ICDC competition in Louisville, Kentucky. I I still remember that whole decision process and talking to the advisor. Okay, do I do this? And he's like, okay, when you, you know, compete at state and things like that. And um, it came through to in, it just really the role plays and everything, like take a chance, go with this, go with your gut feeling yeah, and what you feel is right. And what this company needs or go with the gut feeling for what answer something is. And cause I, I often would second guess myself. Yeah. And so DECA really kind of helped me learn to commit to something too.
0: full send it. I think the what most kids say, which is like, full send it. Yep, like that's send. what we, we a lot <laughs> I of heard a full send. That. Um, yeah, I've definitely had that experience as well. It's a I think it's a really key um, part of life, at least. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. if it's like a really stupid decision or if it's a really strong one, um, for example, like if it's a really high risk, high reward type of situation, like opening up a business or starting an idea or starting the podcast, mm-hmm. it's always good to advise with other people. But I think that when we automatically shut ourselves down like that, mm-hmm. that's almost it's it's not advised. It is really good to, to to get the inspiration, to feel the gut, and at least try to take it to the next step. And then depending on the severity of it or the, how you know rigorous the step is, just doing whatever you can in order to make the step at least to further progress. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely something I've learned.
1: Um, and then the other thing was just professionalism. I got to interact with a lot of community members and businesses as well. And so I learned more than interv- like interview skills, how to build... Um, like portfolios and thing, and so that was something that even I think that students now really need to learn as well, and that I use today still. Just those interaction communication yeah. methods,
0: especially with being a teacher too. You always mm-hmm. have to stay organized. You have to dress appropriately. You have yep. to um, understand where your place is as a teacher and where their place is as a student. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, and, and that's why I came to interview, right? Cause I've noticed the relationship that I'm able to have with you as being my teacher, as being a, a person I see as an advisor, mm-hmm. um, cause we obviously have our careers classes together. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can even see that coming through to me, like, as you know, I mean, like your experiences and then translating that into how good of a professional you are at your job. So that's really cool. Actually to be able to see that and to hear your side of the story and then relate it to the way you act. Um, now, um, I'm more curious though about your leadership position. What has that taught you about leadership and how has that affected um the way that you go about your personal life? Obviously being a teacher, you're a leader of the classroom, so you probably mm-hmm. apply those skills um there. But more specifically in your day to day lives, how has how has doing that leadership leadership position changed your
1: life? Um, now that you put it, um, and say it like that it actually makes me reflect on a lot of things. The leadership role initially is something I don't like taking. I don't um I have trouble sometimes delegating responsibilities or being able to let people do stuff. So I remember that first year when there were five officers and my sister was one of them and then a close friend and then a couple other people that I grew up with that I knew pretty well. Um and so I, I learned to, to trust them to be able to do their job um, and be able to focus on doing my job and then being able to work as a team like that. I played sports, so I was used to that aspect of teamwork and working towards a collective goal. But the fact of being in a leadership role and leading an entire chapter, entire DECA chapter, towards a specific goal or through different programs and um, activities that we were doing was a challenge at first. And then I've noticed throughout life I've I've continued to take leadership roles in a a similar format when I was at PLU um, in my first job at the Department of um, Advancement. I took leadership roles there. Um, Now I've got a leadership role within the school community. I'm department chair for world languages and stuff. So I can. That was another another step where I took a, a chance and was able to believe in myself as a leader and work with other people to to reach a goal
0: and then also with that too I think that still goes into like um learning the importance of or at least enjoying the you know volunteership and you know helping people and you being a good leader and being the chairman of world languages being the teacher being whatever you're doing at PLU right like you're helping others and so that's actually really cool to hear and um I think it also helps to really, I mean, if I had to pull something out of like a lesson to learn out of that specific story is that helping others helps you in the sense of like, it makes you feel enjoyment. Like I, you probably Mm -hmm. love your life. You probably live a happy life. I mean, everyone has ups and downs, right? But you seem like a very happy person who has gotten it figured out. You're a great teacher. You have a stable job. You are able to, um, you know you you know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think leadership positions help to show us who we are. When we're put in hard situations, how we how we react is how or is is the person who we really are. Yes. And I think when you're able to expose yourself to those situations, then you can truly find who you are. And I have previously talked about this in other episodes, but when you find out who you are, that's when you can begin your life. So um, I advise the, you guys to to take this story and to almost put that into your life and try to understand the leadership positions that you're able to go into because they are really, um, they're quite important and they're quite life-changing and they're really good experiences to have. Um, I would also like to hit on some other points of how have you taken, like for taking your gut, I mean, uh, trusting your gut, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how have you, adapt that into like your day-to-day life like how has taking your gut reaction and trusting yourself changed your life as well because I did talk about um the uh leadership one so now I'd like to hear the taking your gut feeling
1: I think it plays into having confidence in in who you are as a person kind of what you you hit on there too um, so trusting your gut is just believing what you stand for, you know, your moral convictions, mm-hmm. the things that you believe in that, what you're doing and your acts align with your beliefs. So trusting my gut, I'd have to say like even in day to day life, um, I have to believe as a teacher, what I'm teaching you or how I'm teaching you is the best way for my students. And I know as a teacher, we have to differentiate because each student learns in a different way. Absolutely. And so, Um, I have to trust the process of learning in general and that my, my students will be able to achieve it through what I'm doing to help them to do that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then, um, this is, I'm going to kind of get into like the final quick question so that we're kind of wrapping it up here. But, um, would you recommend DECA to students?
1: Absolutely. All right. I I think just as a program that it offers so many opportunities for students to learn more about themselves, to explore their different interests. I think that it definitely helped me um, tap into things that I wanted to, to eventually pursue. Um, and I think that just as a program, it has a stellar reputation for um, giving students an opportunity to to develop professional skills, to have fun in a very academic format, but yeah. situational role play way,
0: mm. and I would also include in a in a in a business way because it obviously mm-hmm. is a business um, club and group and everything like that. So it's great for I would say it's great for students that do want to become highly invested in in the business and corporate, corporate world. Um, especially, I think it really helps to jumpstart. Yeah,
1: business is an everyday part of life. You have business relationships. It's I don't know business and relationships is kind of what DECA is about to me. Yeah, and so you build relationships with everything. And
0: yeah, it it really is. It it is truly a unique experience to mm-hmm. be having in high school. It, it's uh, I would I have played sports before, and I would say that the the, the experiences I've learned from doing sports and DECA... The DECA completely out-trumps what I've learned in sports just because of the networking and the um, experiences you get in real-world applications, um, really specific r- real-world applications because you have so many different categories when it comes to DECA. There's you know tons of them. They have four main categories, and within each one of those categories, they have tons of little things that you're able to really hone down your skills, like you said. Um, and then... Um, What's one thing that the people listening can read, watch, or do something like quick, almost like a a low commitment thing that they can do before they go to bed tonight um, that you would recommend that has um, inspired you and doesn't really necessarily have to line up with what we've been talking about, but just specifically with you?
1: Um, With us sitting on volunteer and just leadership stuff, I think, and something I've really worked to do recently too, is first list things I'm grateful for even if it's a daily thing that um, just to be reminded of the things that we've been given in life and the ways that we can also serve.
0: Yeah. Um, And then what's the most impactful book slash favorite book? So non nonfiction nonfiction is, is real, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what's the most impactful nonfiction book that you've read that you would like, that you would like to invite the people listening right now to read?
1: Um, I'm currently reading just Mercy. It's um an awesome book. I'm only a few chapters into it and I was recommended by a good friend to to look at it, but it's it's a lot about um justice system and being fair and how to pardon even the the worst types of crime, but I it's a really good book.
0: That's actually uh I might have to take a look at that cuz that sounds you like should. a really cool since it, I think I could po- I really like politics. I like mm-hmm. um, like my AP government class. So I think I might be able to Turn it political, but also turn it into um, just how to treat people, how to deal with people. I'm assuming that's kind of what the book is, right? Yes. Yeah. That's actually uh, really cool to talk about. Well, I really appreciate this. Uh, I, w- I would call it kind of a short, sweet podcast, but I think it mm-hmm. gets the message through that DECA is truly an important and life-changing um, interaction you can do, especially when you put the most into it. For example, you were you, know, you went to ICDC, which is an international competition, which is the highest level you can reach. It is, um, and you were you were an officer, and you were able to do all these things, and you learned so much from it. But I think it was a really good podcast to have, and and maybe maybe it's that maybe this is the one push that we can have for students or for um, college students, still students, but for people in order to do that, or maybe parents listening can urge their kids to do it uh, but i really appreciate you taking your time out of your day and um, to do this for me and to uh, respond and take the time to prepare and to do all this stuff so thank you very much Of course, thank you for having me once again this was cheryl holsworth and i hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode uh, if you guys did please be sure to follow me on twitter at lights underscore show and hope you guys have a good rest of your day